It's time for a new adventure. Welcome back to another Adventures in Business podcast. This is your co-host, Amy Zander with CDA Media, and I'm with Lisa Fisher. How are you doing, Lisa? I'm doing great, Amy. How are you today? Tell me how you're doing. You always ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm actually loving the snow and the cold weather that we have. I know I'm one of those weird Michigan people that actually does like the winter and the cold, but I like it. It's really pretty and sunny out today. So yeah, I'm I'm doing really good. I'm excited about our podcast. I just see our calendar filling up with guests and some, some of them I know and some of them I'm excited to get to know on the show. And I'm just I just feel really good about this show that we're doing. We're helping so many, you know, promoting so much stuff about area businesses. I love it. I love it. And I know you like the winter and I know how to dress for it. But when I have to go somewhere and dress up and I can't wear my big old heavy boots and all that, I'm like, ah! But anyway, super excited to announce our guest today. Can we jump into our guest on our show? So welcome, Deb. How are you? So I'm going to start before you answer. I have this little bio that I want to read. (laughs) But then we get to listen to you tell all about your business. So Deb Timmerman is the founder of Less Stress in Life. She specializes in natural health tools for managing stress and building resilience. Who couldn't handle that right now? But she is a speaker, a trainer, a coach. And I had the distinct privilege of meeting her at a chamber event out in the Hastings area and was actually on her podcast as a guest. And we're so happy to have you here. Welcome, Deb. How are you? Thanks. Good morning. And thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I just read the bio because I want you to give us all the the goodies, the nuts and bolts. So tell us about less stress in life. Tell us what you do. Give us some, some details. So I'm a registered nurse by background and worked a ton of years in nurse management. And part of what I did was help my staff not to be stressed out, not only staff, but patients, families. And so I developed an area of expertise around that. And about seven years ago, actually hung my shingle and launched my business, which has gone through a few name changes and iterations. But I help people prepare for learn to deal with and recover from the stresses of life in a variety of ways. I love that because as a registered RN, what impact does stress have on us physically and mentally? So the stats show that stress is the number one issue for health problems. And we've heard about that throughout the pandemic, haven't we? Probably the biggest gift of that was that it is out in the mainstream because we've all had to learn how to deal with it. And of course, the constant changes that came from it, the not knowing, the uncomfortableness, all of that. So it brought, I think, a simmering problem, something that's been in the limelight for many years to the forefront. And people are starting to pay attention to how they feel, how stress impacts them. And they're starting to do something about it, which is the most exciting part about it. When they are starting to do something about it, right? What are other things that people can do or how do they start making a change once they recognize? I think knowing that you need to make a change is probably the biggest challenge and it boils down to one word and that is awareness. Stress is always going to be a part of our lives, our design, our biology, 
all of the way we work helps to protect us and save us from the real threats of the world, the burning building, the tiger that's chasing us. But in today's modern world, it's not necessarily those kinds of things. It's the everyday stressors of how do I balance work and home? How do I deal with yet another change? How do I meet these deadlines? How do I get Susie to ballet at five o'clock when I have a business meeting that gets done at 4.45? So starting to become aware of how stress is manifesting in your body physically, emotionally, in your environment is really the first step. And often people don't recognize it. I mean, as a mom and as a nurse manager, when I was doing it all, I had absolutely no clue, even as a health professional, that I was stressed out that it was affecting my health. I would go to the doctor for all these aches and pains and gut issues and, you know, all those things. And nobody ever asked what was going on in my life or how uh, led me to exploring something to do a little bit differently. I would get a pill or, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, but no real tools. So when you start with that awareness, And you understand the process of what's happening within your body. And then you learn tools when you become aware that things are showing up, like you're clenching your jaw or your heart rate is going up or your pits are getting sweaty. All those things, those are just signals that it's time for us to do something. So awareness, key. Yeah, I I like that what you said about the pandemic has helped people bring awareness to their stress. We were all in a kind of maximum stress-induced situation together and people started talking a lot about it. And I really love that. And also as women business owners, we talk a lot about self-care and making sure each other is taking care of themselves, whatever self-care means to you personally. But what I see happening, and I hope that it gets better as the generations more and more pay attention to this, is the kids the teenagers. They have a lot of stress in their life too. And I don't know that a lot of them have the tools or recognizing it. And I don't think a lot of adults think about kids having stress, especially like in the ways that we do, because we're dealing with life as adults and they don't have the same pressures on them that we do bills and all that kind of thing. But I think, I think the kids are stressed out too. And I I have, I'm a mom of teens and we talk a lot in our house about how to manage our stress. So do you see that also going in the right direction though? Like tools for kids too? I think the awareness is starting to happen, but we're not teaching how stress shows up in our body in health class. So there's this whole generation Uh, of older people who are now understanding through all the wonderful scientific things that are being published and research, how stress has affected us and how it manifests and actually takes years off of our life. But when we don't understand how our physiology functions and how our brain works, we look for solutions that don't solve the problem. So until we understand and start teaching that it's a natural physiologic response that we do have the capability to manage with tools, we will still be having issues. So they are starting to do social emotional learning now in grade school, so early on, and that is happening. But our teenagers right now kind of got lost in that gap. They didn't get that training. So they're playing catch up just like the adults are. 
the younger generations that are coming up will be so much more wise because they're learning to deal with emotions. They're learning to recognize when we're stressed, how does that show up? How does that make us feel? But we got some catching up to do. So yes, you do need to help teens, especially this group, because they went through a lot. Developmentally, their job is to have social relationships and to try all these things. And for two years, they didn't get to do that. They didn't have that social support. So lots of shoring up happening and needing to happen. What did you call that again when you were talking about the younger social emotional care? What how was social emotional learning? Social emotional learning. I like that. (laughs) So the acronym for that is S E L. S E L. Yeah. So if you Google that, you'll see all kinds of things on social emotional learning. Basically how to manage your feelings and how to do it in as an individual and with a group so that you can all get along and play in the sandbox nicely together. Mm -hmm. And adults, sometimes it's hard to know why you're even feeling the way you're feeling. (laughs) Sometimes, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you have a lot of services and things that you do on your website. Tell our listeners a little bit more about all the things that you offer. So my business is divided into two categories. I do some healing services. So when I first started to look at these kinds of interventions, it was because I fell down a flight of stairs in 2009. And as a nurse, I didn't have any tools in my toolbox to handle the pain and the recovery. And what I learned was stress was at the root of why I fell. So I was on vacation in Tennessee managing a 50 bed nursing home. And I had made them so dependent on me that they called me on my vacation and I was ticked off. And I walked outside. It was very humid that day. We were in Tennessee and I fell head over heels down an entire flight of stairs, was unconscious for three hours, got hauled up to the ER. Mm. And when I came back, so I spent a couple of days in the hospital, then we drove home. And when I came back and went to see my family physician, he would say to me, here's my, here's your script for Vicodin, go home and rest. Well, how do you do that when you're running a business? And I had gone back to school for nursing because I was not in a stable relationship and I knew a divorce was imminent and I needed to support myself. So all I could think about was, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? So I started asking everybody, what do you do to manage pain? How do you do this? And my neighbor across the street was a massage therapist. And so she would, she hooked me up with a new chiropractor and she hooked me up with another massage therapist. So the story is I go to see this massage therapist and I'm on her table and she's doing these wonderful things, these holds like acupressure points. And I could start to feel my muscles unwind. And after about 30 minutes, I said to her, how do I learn how to do this? Because this is stinking amazing. And it was probably the first time in many years I had ever connected to what I was feeling in my body and noticed how much tension that I was holding on to. So that led to a class called Healing Touch. And in that, I learned that the human body is this amazing thing that has all these pressure points in different ways that you can influence it to help it heal. So basically getting yourself into a state of relaxation so that the body can actually repair and regenerate. And that was fascinating. And at the time, I didn't see it as a specialty. What I thought was, 
man, we're giving all these people in the nursing home pills and their families are complaining about it. And at the time, the state of Michigan was in this big uh, push where pain was looked at as the fifth vital sign. So you had to ask people if they were in pain. And if they were, you had to have a way to manage that pain. And that meant having a prescription. Some families didn't want their loved ones gorked out or tired or having the side effects of that. So they wouldn't medicate and we would get in trouble for that. So I thought it was a solution, but it was really the first way to look at health differently for me. And as a nurse, you need 25 CEUs, continuing ad credits every two years. So I just started to stack those continuing ed credits around stress and complementary therapies. And when I was still working in facilities, I would start to bring those things to my buildings. And what I saw was cultural transformation. When you start taking care of the people in your group and you give them tools to help them manage throughout the day, they are different people. So we went from this very snappy stress-induced culture to one where people were caring about each other. So Amy, you mentioned self-care. I like to call it stress care because we need to be doing that all day long, mm-hmm. every day, managing our energy. And we could do that very easily with tools, everything from simple breath work to maybe you do get a massage once a week or once a month, but what do you do in between? So the certifications that I amassed after that were all about portable tools, basically, that you can take with you and use as an individual in a car, at your desk, wherever they are. So right now I do a little bit of personal uh relaxation work. So I teach reflexology or I do reflexology, but then the other side of my business is all education, either working with individuals, groups to how do we use these tools so that our people have these tools at their disposal and the culture change and the caring evolves from them having these mechanisms to deal with their stuff all day long. And when you have energy and you're not burned out, you have a lot to give, right? Yeah. What kinds of groups are you working with? So EMS, fire, lots going on there right now. I work with my community. So I'm involved in the Barrie County Trauma-Informed Work Group. So this morning I had a meeting with their uh, family support center. So they're our child abuse council. So bringing that information and those tools to families and people who are working with other families in high stress positions so that they go home and have something left to give to their family. Sure. You know, you see that all day long and you go home and you don't have anything left in your tank. What happens? Right. Now you've talked a little bit about mobile tools. Tools has come up a few times in your language and you talked about breath work, right? We can take our breath with us, but what are some of those tools that you educate others on using that they can take with them? Gosh, it's everything from block scheduling or how to manage energy in a day to acupressure points. When you're stressed out, what do you touch? So last year we did a podcast series called 52 Practical Tools for Less Stress in Life. So right now we're working on a book for that, a workbook where 
you zone in and tune in to what's going on in your body and your emotions. So we have a guide for that. And this year, actually on February 8th, I'm going to launch Wellness Wednesdays where I'm going to do two to three minute small snippet videos using nothing but your hands and your knowledge to help build those tools that you can take with you. For example, if I have hip pain, so when this gets to the audio, you won't be able to see this, but I have acupressure points right by the bridge of my nose that I can rub. I have points on my ears that can help me calm down. So if you think about being at your desk, if you can do that for 30 seconds or 60 seconds and feel better, that's what I mean by tools. It's all that portable stuff within our body that you can help to reset. So share with our listeners where they can find the 52 Weeks podcast and where they can find you now. And we'll include these in our show notes. Okay. So you can go to my website, which is lessstressinlife.com. And there is a little tab called podcast. Click on that. And the whole series of 52 are on there. And Lisa did a wonderful one on goal setting to wrap us up for the year. So you can. I mean, it's just everything. There's tools. We talk about how the brain functions, how it works, what emotions do in the body and how it triggers the stress response and why we need to tune into how we feel and process that out and reset. So there's a wealth of information there for folks. And so these little videos that you said are coming out in February, where are people, where will they be able to find those? So those will also go on the website. So I will do that as a Facebook series. So my handle is at Lesson Stress at less stress in life everywhere. Um, So those will be posted on Facebook and Instagram, but then those will go to the website and those will come out as like vlogs. So in addition to maybe showing people by video, there may be a little additional uh, clip or something like a picture with a demonstration of where exactly that point is on your ear or on your face or on your body. So they'll be able to read more about it there. Okay, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. As business owners, we wear many hats, but we can't do everything. One thing we definitely can't do on our own is legal advice and services. Katrina Hofstetter, the founding attorney at Cornerstone Legal, started her firm on the belief that everyone should have access to high-quality estate and business planning services and solutions that meet their needs and their budget. Katrina provides business formation and succession services. And as you know, we at the Adventures in Business podcast are all about supporting entrepreneurs in the Lansing area. And so is Cornerstone Legal. Start your business with the right legal documents in place and create the perfect succession plan to protect your business and get it ready to sell or pass on to someone else. Katrina can meet you in person or virtually for all of your business legal needs and can be reached at cornerstonelegalplc.com or 517-708-2222. If you want to learn more about Katrina, check out episode 47, where we interview her, cornerstonelegalplc.com or 517-708-2222. Building your foundation, building your confidence, Cornerstone Legal.
Mid-Michigan, are you ready to up your marketing game? This is the Mobstress of Marketing here to announce the 2023 My Mob Marketing Summit. Put it on your calendar right now, Thursday, May 11th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. And please make note that we have changed the venue to the gorgeous 1111 event site in the Lansing Mall. Get your early bird tickets right now for only $35. Head on over to ZediaMedia.com. That's Z-E-E-D-I-A Media.com for your tickets for just $35. This sale will not last forever. We hope to see you there. Your presence will be honored. Your absence will be noted. You know, you said that once you, part of the reason why you dove into this was some of your own personal experience. And yet when you went back and started working with your nursing staff and other people around you, what inspired you to share your knowledge with others instead of just kind of keeping it harnessed to yourself before you'd opened your own practice? I don't know if it was so much what inspired me to share it. I started to use the tools in my own life that I learned and I changed the way I reacted versus was able to respond. That changed. So I think that, you know, we all have this energetic signature that we bring to the culture. Um, If you've read the book, Courageous Culture, I think that's the name of it. I don't know, I might have to correct that, but it talks about the personal energy that you bring to your place of work and how you show up. So as you come in calmer, those folks around you are calmer. So it was more of a lead by example than inspiring. And we did a cool project with essential oils uh, with our staff. So one of the things that happened at the nursing home was between four and six, we had a lot of dementia patients. So they would have this behavior or this, this thing called sundowning where they would just get really confused and wander the halls. So we created an activity program around that time, changed our staffing and actually used some of the things like essential oils in that. And our fall rates dropped. And the, the staff were so excited because they were doing something that helped the residents. People who are in that profession care about people. And the thing that frustrates them the most is that we don't have a solution for something. As this kind of evolved, it just changed because of the way we were all showing up. So with all these tools and everything that you've learned in your bag of tricks, What does your personal morning routine look like? I get up every morning and I'm one of those people that do check my email because I have automatic scheduling. So I need to know what my day is going to look like or if there's any changes. And then um, I do 20 minutes or 30 minutes in the hot tub with my spouse in the morning as part of our, our, we do some morning exercises where we stretch and get our body ready. And then we do some breath work and we actually sit together in the hot tub and share our intentions for the day and do breath work holding our hands. And we kind of connect on that person to person basis. And so that's what I call like my prep work for the day. And then throughout the day, as things change and juggle, breath work is the easiest tool for me to take with it. I am a heart math 
trainer. And HeartMath uses heart rate variability tools, which are breath tools, to help change our physiology and switch us from the stress response to a renewing response in our body. It actually shifts the hormones and our physiology. So I use that throughout the day because it's so simple and it doesn't matter if I'm driving or if I'm on the phone or I'm in a meeting. Once you learn how to do the work, you can do it without anyone knowing you're doing it. So it works out great for me. And then at night, I decompress. I need 30 minutes to just unwind. Sometimes I listen to music. There's an app that goes with the HeartMath breathing. Sometimes I put that on a couple times a week and just decompress. And another thing that I really love doing is before I lay my head on the pillow, there's always gratitudes or thinking about what went well in my day that I can be grateful for. That That's kind of my secret recipe. That's how I live now. What noti- What changes in yourself have you noticed since this is your way of life? Oh my gosh, I am a different person, really. I think I was very reactive always because I grew up in a home that reactive behavior was how we were and we chalked it up to personalities. And it really was more than personalities. It was about, there was a lot of dysfunction in my household. My dad was an alcoholic. There was just lots of, lots of crazy and drama. So you actually wire to perform best in that kind of situation. And if it's too calm, you will create drama because that's your comfort zone. So as I used these tools, more and more of that would melt away. And I'm like, I'm just pretty zen now doesn't mean I don't get triggered. Um, I have my triggers and I can lose it, but I'm less likely to lose it if I pay attention to where I am during the day and I process that out at the time than if I just let it go. So very different. I think the other thing that's very, very different about me is how much work I can get done in a day. When you can get yourself into the zone and into flow, you can get a to-do list done very quickly because you're not thinking about it in your head. You're feeling it in your heart and there's no judgment on what you do. You just do it. So it's taken a lot of that out of my life. The breath work that you talked about, is that does that keep you in the zone to be more productive and get it, more done? It does. It actually allows you to reset that physiology. So you turn that stress response off and you can respond rather than react. So when we have the stress response, we have adrenaline. And if it lasts too long, it's cortisol. And cortisol is a steroid. (laughs) We've all heard those stories about angry men who lift weights and take steroids, right? That's a stereotype. But that's, that's a little bit how we become under the influence of cortisol. When you tend to be in that more reactive kind of, of response, there are people who run away and hide and don't get anything done because their response to stress is to check out or freeze, run away. But I tend to be a fighter. So knowing that, once you figure out who you are and how you're wired and you understand that those are brain patterns that you can change and you have tools to do that, then it's easy. It's like you just keep working on yourself in the moment. It's not like you have this huge thing that you have to fix. 
Yeah. And it's, and it also is, a, I feel like it would be very empowering because you're giving all these little tools of things that you can do. And like you said, like in the moment right now, it's not in between the monthly massage or in between your therapy appointments or whatever. It's, it's all the time you can take control of that, which in itself seems like it would, would reduce stress. Like, cause you can do something about it. It is. And together, if you still keep doing those, like I get reflexology once or twice a month, I might do a massage. I might, I mean, I do other things to augment that. So in between, it's like, it's become my lifestyle rather than just something I do once a week. Mm-hmm. So it's how you live your life. I think the hardest part might be too for people is learning these tools, but then remembering to use the tools and remember, oh yeah, right. I have these tools, right. And just habit using it more and more. Yeah. And so the way that we teach them is to develop habits. Here's, here's layer one. We've gotten that. Let's add another layer and another layer. Mm-hmm. And often these are great for group classes and some people will catch on to them really quickly and be able to implement them they'll be shown them one time and they're good to go. Other people, people who've had a life like me, who maybe had some childhood crazies, it may take them a little bit longer. And that's where the mentoring or the coaching comes in, but it doesn't have to be forever. And the goal is that we teach you how to do it and then leave, you know, we're, I'm your friend, but I'm not going to be there holding your hand. So how do you apply this? Right. Excellent. So before we wrap up the show, I want to ask you, do you have anything coming up soon that you're excited about or you want to tell our listeners about going on? I just got a reflexology certification in facial reflexology. So using just the points on your face. So I'm really excited to be able to share some of those tools with folks. And those will be in the video series that starts next week, uh, Wednesday. And the other thing is I'm offering at the gym I work at. So I work out of Gun Lake Gym in the Gun Lake area. I'm offering a $50 facial reflexology for the month of February. So a little Mm. love. And the beauty about that is you always leave with a tool to learn for your toolbox. (laughs) It's not, so that's a great way to experience the relaxation feeling and then to learn how to sustain that. Okay. And you said that that starts on Wednesday, that will be February 8th. Yeah. Probably so the that's, day that that's airs. today that this episode comes out. Yeah, absolutely. So great. So for you listeners, jump on that. <laughs> Was there anything we didn't ask you that you would like to share with the listeners? I think one thing I would like to share is the difference these tools have made in my business. So sometimes people will say, I don't have time for this. I think that you have to take time for this because you're spending time spinning your wheels, doing other things. And the way that this helps you focus and connect to your intuition is gold. You can't get that from anyone else but yourself. Right. And so if you want to be empowered and be able to be truly independent, these are a great compliment to what you're trying yeah. to build as an entrepreneur. And if you don't figure out how to manage your stress, your, your stress you're going to find yourself falling downstairs or having a heart attack or doing something that's really going to change everything about what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard I've heard it said if you don't take time for your wellness, you're going to have to 
make time for your illness. I mean, it's just, and I know I'm not articulating that. No, you said that good. I like that. But we have to make that time. And you're speaking my language about self-care and prioritizing yourself. And I'm thinking happy Valentine's Day to me in February. (laughs) (laughs) "Hmm." But um, I just... I could listen to you talk about all this all day long because you're speaking my language. Stress does awful things to our bodies, to our moods. Um, and we spew that to the people around us. So in your business, in your personal lives, I encourage you find less stress in your life. Reach out to Deb. Yep. Learn some of these tools to put in your toolbox. And Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us on our episode today. And I look forward to seeing more and more of you online and in person. But (laughs) well, thank Thank you you so much for having me. Yep, this has been great. It's been really nice getting to know you, Deb. And I'm excited to check out more of the stuff that you have going on. So thanks for taking the time to talk to us and our listeners. We appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. And to our listeners, thank you again for coming on another Adventures in Business with us. We release episodes every Wednesday. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show, you can go to zediamedia.com and check out our calendar and see when the next available spot is open for for that. So uh, we hope you have a great day. And as always, go out and make it an adventure. This is a Zedia Media production.